Cura, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Kia ora koutou. welcome everyone to Inside Out Radio. You're here with Alex. And Eloise. Hope you're having a great evening so far. It's just about to kick off with a um, half an hour of lots of queer stuff. Is that right? Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so how's your week been, Eloise? Oh, my week's been great, actually. How's your week been, Alex? Oh, it's been pretty, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, week off uni, so, oh. and you've got school holidays. Yeah, I've got school holidays. Last week of school holidays. Hope everyone's enjoying themselves. Making the most of freedom. Yeah. Some of you would have been on Shift Hui a few days ago. That is right. Shift Hui. Wow, that was quite a weekend. Um, we'll we'll cover that more next time when um, other people maybe want to share their experiences um, because Eloise... I wasn't would, there. <laughs> that's all good. Um, I but, was tramping. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's a great excuse. Yeah. I, w- I was in the wilderness. So yeah, out of civilization. So if any of you listeners want to be interviewed, if you went to the Hui... Yeah, feel free to hit us up at Inside Out Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get in contact with us somehow. Um, yeah, um, so, the, yeah, the Shift Hui went, went really well. There were so many people. Like, it was pretty overwhelming. We almost didn't fit into a room because oh. there were so many people. And no, it was great. It was so much learnt. And, yeah, me just meeting so much, so many new people, a lot of new energy, yeah, it was really exciting and energizing. So Awesome. More on that next week. Cool. But this week we have got, we're going to be talking about the evolution and history of queer language and also um, where it is today, so in the 20th century, the words that we use and the words that we don't use and their meanings, like how that's all come about. Yeah. I yeah. personally didn't actually know much about this before I sort of did a little bit of research um, yeah. into this topic. I didn't know anything in the research. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, was some really obscure facts, like <laughs> how are we supposed to know these things? Um, but what I found was really interesting. Yeah. So keep listening to 783AM, but first of all, we'll bring you some Velvet Underground. Restless feeling by my side. Early dawning, Sunday morning. It's just the wasted years so close behind. Watch out, the world's behind.
Sunday Morning by Velvet Underground. And if you're wondering why we're playing Velvet Underground, yeah, it's not a very like typical um, song to play, but found out that Lou Reed looked at a little bit, uh, found out a little bit about him today, and turns out he was also, I think he identified as bisexual. And yeah, some really interesting um, topics in his music as well that I didn't know about, so I just thought we might give that one a go. Listening, <laughs> listen to Walk on the Wild Side again. And bear that in mind. Yes. You might see something else. <laughs> oh, yeah, a different side. <laughs> cool. So, the history of queer language. What I found really interesting was that we always think of these topics as, like, new and emerging. But actually, um, researchers have traced qu- the sort of use of queer language um, back to the ancient times, where apparently transgender priests used to have all these, like, code names and these... We like the, these special sounds that they made um, to communicate with each other, and that was sort of their way of um, of like communicating their femininity to each other. Do you know what um, uh, like church they belong to? No, oh, it was the god of. Um, hang on, let me find my notes. <laughs> uh, it was the god of. Oh, I didn't write it down. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, you might okay. have to search that one out for yourself, yeah. listeners. Oh, no, we got a new tab open. Here we go. Oh, you spelt history wrong, oh, Alex. Wow. <laughs> Clever me. History of... I wonder what this, like, their language sounded like as well. Yeah, I know, right? It's like, the way it was described was, like... Um, it was really strange. It was like shrills and snorts or something. Oh. But also what was interesting is they used their body language. And I think that um, they like people found this out through looking at images. Um, okay. That they used certain body gestures like rolling back their eyes and... Oh, yikes. Um, yeah, I know. And like placing their hands like palm upwards or something. I don't know. Who knows? It's I mean, this is... very <laughs> quite cultish, really. <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, it did sound like a real wild party that they were having. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to find... Oh, here we go. So, in ancient times, um, of the goddess Kotito. Kotito? Do you know what that is? I have no idea. The beauty of the internet. Uh, Is that how you spell it? Kotito. The cotton on has come up. (laughs) It's not what we quite want. Oh, a paleo-Balkan mythology. Oh, so... Who knew? (laughs) (laughs) 
So that's like um, the Thracians and the Illyrians. That's really ancient. That's really ancient. How exciting. Thrace. So us queer people have existed for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we go on, sorry, we didn't do this at the start, but we'd like to just put out a sort of a trigger warning or a disclaimer that we might be using some language and words that um, uh, might bring up some stuff for people just because the nature of um, queer language and the fact that, you know, it's... Um, comes from terms that have usually been used to insult um, or discriminate against people, marginalised people. So we just want to put that out there that if you do feel uncomfortable with some of the words, we're really sorry and we do not intend at all to uh, cause any form of insult or discrimination. If you're really uncomfortable... Uh, you could always give us a message on Inside Out again. Be like, hey, can you not use this word in the next episode? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll put beeps in if we accidentally do. Yeah, can we do that? I don't know. Like, when we're recording live, it might be a bit harder, but <laughs> maybe we could, re- yeah, we could put them in when it's edited. So maybe just listen to the podcast afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, and, yeah, so in parts of the world, and this is still happens today, um, we're you know, being, um, it's illegal to be gay or, you know, be queer or trans. Um, people have often used sort of code language and secret names and pseudonyms for each other to communicate so that, like, the outside world wouldn't be able to understand what, what they meant. A secret little gay club. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and usually quite quite a lot of, like, sexual innuendos and things like that. Um, but one of the things, I think, in the 18th century, um, gay, it was a thing for gay males to... Um, christen each other with these sort of nicknames. Um, I think they called them maiden names. So a few examples I found were um, the Countess of Chamomile, Lady Godiva, <laughs> Joanna the Ox Cheek Woman. <laughs> there were plenty more, but yeah, it's quite interesting that they chose um, these names to like. I don't know if it was like an alter ego thing or if it was just so that they wouldn't be like recognised. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, and in the 1950s then, um, but closer to now, the um, this thing called a camp language was introduced in Britain called Polari. And it was sort of this way of, um, like, they used their own verbs and nouns and things and adjectives to, like, like they sort of took the normal word and made it a little bit different ah. so that they could, um, like, have this <laughs> secret language. Like, they've ho- made a whole new vocabulary out of it. And what was interesting about this language is that it, instead of um, using it to, like, be secret, um, they actually used it to confront themselves, and it was almost like a form of solidarity because oh. they could, like, they were saying, look, I'm speaking this, like, I am queer or whatever, you know, I'm, like, this is who I am. So yeah. I found that really interesting. Good way to meet other people as well, I True. suppose. True, yeah, yeah. I guess you sort of have to know what they're talking in order to, like, yeah. understand. You know, otherwise it would just sound like nonsense. If it was slightly different, if the slang was slightly different in different areas. Mm. Like, if you if you went to a different city. True. and Like a dialect. Yeah, different dialects. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's really interesting. I'd love to find out more about all this stuff. Uh, this is just skimming the surface. Yeah. Um, and often we can, like, trace back words to their meaning. So, for example... Um, like the word faggot, which is a horrible word. Um, well, some people have reca- reclaimed it in the community, um, but, I mean, its origins are horrible, so mm. the fact that it's, like, a faggot is a bundle of sticks, yeah. and the reason why 
you know, that, that's associated with pe- you know, gay peoples because they were originally burnt on the stake, sort yeah. of used as a bundle of sticks. So, yeah, I heard, you know, like, like instead of witch burning, you're burnt on the stake. It was like you're in the fire instead, which I, I know that really. Um, yeah, so whenever I see people using that word, I'm like, oh, do you really know what that means and what that implies? No, right? It, like, it's, yeah. yeah, it's really intense, actually. It's like, it is oh. very intense. I, people probably don't know. Yeah. They probably, it, you know, it's become a word and, like, it's, had a, it's created this whole new meaning within mm. itself, um, which is, yeah, which is what we'll get on to a little bit later when we're talking about, like, how we use language now. Um so, so yeah, some words are really obvious, but some um, <laughs> are a little bit less obvious. For example, the I think the Chinese slang for homosexuality is xiazuan. Now, I probably pronounced that totally wrong. I'm very sorry. Oh, um, I can't do it any better than you. <laughs> okay. X-I-A. No then, experts in here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but its meaning or translates to intimacy with a brick. So... It's it's pretty interesting. I wonder how that came about. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure all around the world, like, you know, in different languages, people have all different terms to refer to different parts of the community and identities. Mm. And, yeah, it's, it's just like a whole world in itself, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess queer language and the, and the c- culture as in lots of subcultures, they sort of borrow terms from other cultures as well. So I think um, there have been terms borrowed from, like, the criminal underground, which is pretty Ooh. epic. Ooh. Um, <laughs> and also, like, prostitutes. Um, mm. So, yeah, there's that, like, crossover, I guess, when you're both, when you are a minority group, you sort of have solidarity with other minority groups. Maybe that's why. I'm, I'm not sure. but um, <laughs> We're theorising here. Yes, we are. Don't take our word. Um and so it's it's sort of become a really powerful thing because it's our way to say sort of we're like this is who we are, you know. Yeah. yeah. We're not gonna let you um dictate okay. how we Yeah. And how you live. could like use this language against us as well, I feel. Ex- yeah. You're, yeah. Is it because is it is it a case of uh the majority groups taking this language? and using it against the minority groups or the minority groups taking the language back. I feel like it's been a bit of a tug of war throughout the centuries. <laughs> yeah, it's a good way of looking at it, actually. Yeah, tug of war, like a... Yeah. Hmm. Well, I reckon, yeah, we've, there's definitely been a re- reclamation of a few terms and words. So maybe after this uh, music break, we'll get back to talking about the 21st century and us the new generation and how we're like how that compares to the older generations exciting but now luna blake's horizon thanks guys teach me a language i can answer by the way you carry yourself you've got a perfect comprehension of a whole
Listening to Wellington Access Radio on 783 AM, and that was Luna Blake Horizon. So, you're here with Alex and Eloise, and we are talking about queer language. And we sort of just covered a really rough history, history, yeah, like really rough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess we're going to talk now a little bit about how our generation, I guess, use use language and um, yeah. what are some like, interesting observations that you've noted about the way that we use like, like queer specific language in our community? Yeah, I mean, um, particularly my generation, I've noticed. I mean, we're the same generation, but um, <laughs> uh, uh, because we have such a large online platform now, um, quite a lot of it is really... Um, uh, well, it's well, it's the same as uh, what we're talking about in the history. Is that it's very different from from kind of mainstream language. Uh, I remember like a week ago, um, I had like most of the people I was tramping with were really queer, and we just like um, sat around um, using this kind of dialect, and we had like this thirteen year old who was like, "What are you guys talking uh, about? <laughs> I have no idea what <laughs> these words mean." Yeah, it's a secret language. Yeah, the power of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I know it was. I hadn't really thought about it before, but um, yeah, because yeah. yeah, lots of things. Lots of people. I mean, um, we use a lot of slang, like um, uh, uh, kind of taking the you know the uh, no homo kind of mm. attitude and um, turn it into like jokes, like oh no romo is one we use quite a lot. Um, Actually, yeah, I heard someone say, um, that's so hit, instead yeah, of like, that's so I'd, gay. And we that's say, the first that's time so, so, in a, a derogatory way, I was like, that's so hetero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Which I think heterosexuals would say was... Um, 
heterophobia or something. It's like, oh, come on. Oh, please. Yeah. Um, and also what I've noticed with younger people, not younger, like younger my, yeah, our age, yeah. um, is the use of the word gay is really like everything's just gay. Like yeah. in the most neutral sense, in the most positive sense, it's just like, it's just an adjective to use adjective. to describe things, eh? Like, yeah. Um, uh, like when I was interviewing people at the Hui, um, there were quite a few people. So I was like, "Can you if you did, if you could describe the Hui in three words?" And they're just like, "Gay, gay, and gay." And I was like, okay. <laughs> cool. We're like we are gay. Like three words. Yeah. yeah excellent. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty cool to just see that. It's yeah. quite liberating. Um, it is quite cool. And obviously this is just, we're only speaking from, like, a Western mm. sort of, you know, our our um, community is sort of based around that Eurocentric Western ideals. But yeah. if you say, if you look at um, a whole, like, queer culture within, say, African-Americans, just for example, or, you know, Indians or, you know, it, like, all these different cultures um, will also have their own words and way of yeah. using things and it's that sort of um taking back words like for example the n-word and in yeah. um in black culture and things like that that's it's completely different but it's that similar thing where yeah. okay you use this to oppress us now we're going to take it back and use it to like identify that way yeah yeah isn't ellen is it ellen page is doing a documentary oh yeah. she's going around um countries and looking at at their um their their queer scene that's right what's it called the great gay occasion yeah. or something yeah like oh okay yeah <laughs> is she are they just like do you know if they're yeah, just I think talk, it's, like specifically gay culture or is it like lgbtqi plus i i think it's XYZ? lgbt culture i haven't seen it myself but i've heard that it's good i think there are about two episodes out is it a web series or is it um on like a channel do you know i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know i think it'll be worth check checking it out, out. Yeah. yeah cool um ellen page is cool I like her. Um, yeah yeah like one of those words is queer which is qu- was quite interesting because say the generation maybe people who were born in the I don't know, 60s 70s are probably like as further back than that as well yeah. um but queer was a real like that was probably one of the most sort of it was completely negative connotations yeah. um it was derogatory people yeah used it to insult other people but now it's used as a word to it has a different meaning um mm. within sort of the younger po- population you know the younger part yeah. of the community yeah and that's it's something to be mindful of as well because when you're communicating with older people, they could misinterpret the way that you use words as well. Yeah, yeah. Just because there's that been the evolution of meaning. Yeah, because at the moment we're kind of using it as like an umbrella term, mm. um, I suppose. Is and some people wouldn't be all right with that. You no, know, no. So. I mean, yeah, and there's a lot of debate of what, what fits under that umbrella as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I Personally, I don't use that word a lot, so I don't have a whole lot of like, oh, I don't think the ace community fits under the um, the queer umbrella. Um, I've heard some people argue both for and against that, um, hmm. or, or like trans people or something. Um, lots of different arguments. Yeah, yeah. It's just really interesting with this whole language thing 
I always say interesting a lot. I just realised. Sorry. It's um, fascinating. It's, it's intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like with the whole um, lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. With with the acronym LGBT and then QIAP plus XYZ. You know, that's that's also another <laughs> weird thing about how there's still not a term that everyone can agree with that encompasses everyone just because it's like so diverse it's, there are so yeah. many things like you know that that doesn't encompass um ethnic mm. you know diversity as well um doesn't encompass like pacifica and maori especially in new zealand um those identities um for the same way that queer might not include um non-sexual identities yeah. or uh, the rainbow community you know that's another contested term because the rainbow is the, usually just associated with exclusively with gay. Yeah. And, yeah, I wonder, do you think we'll ever get to a point where we'll find yeah. something that we'll uh, all agree on? Oh, it's quite hard to say because um, I think it, it's just as expanding as we as we come, like, learn about all these, these um, different diverse branches, uh, which is great. But also it's harder to to kind of define as one large community because yeah. I know everyone's so different. Um, and there are all these intersections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is, is, of course, is what it's all about. Um, but, yeah, um, in, our, in our school group, we have taken to using the term Mogai quite a lot, which is marginalised orientations, gender alignments and intersex. Oh, so M-O-G-A-I. Yeah. Right. Yeah, which isn't, isn't used a lot, but it, it is an official term. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just choose to use it mainly because it's quite fast to write and no one has any problems yeah, with it. Yeah, there's no, like, sexual... Uh, there's not, yeah. like, you know, because usually it's, like... Yeah, I mean, there are arguments against it, um, but because it's not so well-known or well-used, there aren't that many arguments against it. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard that one much around a lot, actually. No, no. I think it's, it's very... Um, very individual, what you choose to use. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Righty, well, that sort of wraps up our um, our discussion on language, yeah. which was admittedly a little bit, um, you know, shortly, um, what's the word? <laughs> uh, we could have prepared more, let's just say, but um, we'll roll with it. We'll roll with it, it's fine. It's... Yeah, all good. Yeah. That's what live radio is about. Um, how's your QSA going? Ah. Yeah, it's great actually. Um, lots of lots of different QSAs around Wellington have actually um, going to take a whole lot of steps, including ours, to make our schools and our school facilities and everything um, more, you know, LGBT friendly. Um, you know, after Wellington High got their gender neutral bathrooms installed, mm-hmm. like uh, our school in Onslow and Onslow um, and. Oh, who else? I can't remember. Uh, lots of us were um, like, oh, yeah, um, they can do it, so so why can't we? Yeah, so at yeah. the moment, our school is um, working on a board proposal for our uniform change. That yeah. would be so cool. <laughs> Which is very exciting. Would that be a uniform change for, like, everyone? Like, would there be one uniform still but more gender neutral, or would there be a choice between... Yeah, um, well, like a skirt and shorts. Our sort of. uniform is 
it's well I mean it's not a private school so it's very relaxed well it's not a relaxed uniform but we have a lot of different options mm-hmm. um so it would just be um adding another option so you know we have the pinafore we have the skirt and we're like well why don't we add the pants as well um, but we have we have a lot of boundaries to get past some for teal pinstripe teal pants. Teal pinstripe pants, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, they'll be gorgeous. <laughs> that would be so cool though, like your single sex well, you know, single sex school, yeah. like um adopting a more gender neutral option. Yeah, yeah. That would be quite like a pioneering thing. I mean, um yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it might probably happens around the world and some other places. Yeah, but, yeah, lots of news things have come out and be like, oh, the school in Sydney has got ginger-neutral uniforms. We're like, oh, can we, can we use any? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> take, take inspiration. Take yeah, advantage yeah. Of those. Yeah, and of Ooh. course, Onslow, we're going to get ginger-neutral bathrooms as well, I yeah, hear. Yeah, go Onslow. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> it's about time. Um, cool, well, that's us for now, so have a lovely evening. That program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard.